0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's
2: so
1: hard nowadays, with all the gangs and rap music. What about
0: robots? Oh, they're everywhere. I don't even know why the scientists make them. Old Glory covers anyone over the age of 50 against robot attack, regardless of current health. I'm Sam Waterston of the popular TV series, Law & Order. As a senior citizen, you're probably aware of the threat robots pose. Robots are everywhere, and they eat old people's medicine for fuel. Well, now there's a company that offers coverage against the unfortunate event of a robot attack. Old glory insurance. You need to feel safe. And that's harder and harder to do nowadays because robots may strike at any time. And when they grab you with those metal claws, you can't break free because they're made of metal, and robots are strong. Now, for only $4 a month, you can achieve peace of mind in a world full of crime and robots with old glory insurance. For when the metal ones decide to come for you, and they will. Bob Seska! Bob! 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 Bob,
1: the Bob Seska Show! Damn it Oh hi, hello. Hello Bob. Hi. It is uh, Thursday, January 18, 2018 and this is the Bob Seska show presented by Bubblegenius.com. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Hi everybody. We're brought to you every show by bubble genius.com is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. That's the BowenLawgroup.com for all of your legal needs. It is uh, the Trump Crisis Day 364. Tomorrow will be one year since the uh, the nightmarish the nightmarish inaugural. Oh my god, 291 days until the 2018 midterm. So, so let's do this. Uh, yeah! Ferguson is here from raw story and hey, compliment. Hey, my friend, how are you? I, you know, how are you? You, you, you oh, know what? Lord. You scared the living piss out of me this week. What, what the hell happened? You were in the hospital.
0: Oh, dude. I'm so sorry to alarm anybody. Yeah. Uh, I had my first, uh, experience with, uh, diverticulitis. Oh, my Which, God. You know, I always thought it was like Doug and Wendy Weiner, you know, like, I, I hate that word, actually, like the word diverticulitis for me. It's like one of those words. Yeah. Like some people are with the word moist. They just hate it. You know, like moist and diverticulitis. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. like, so what were you in the hospital for? I'm like, just oh, it was really moist. Okay. I got some really moist, moist, moisture. I had the, got me the most and...
1: moist diverticulitis in the world. It was the harbinger <sighs> of. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. say the
0: D word. <laughs> Diver-
1: diverticulitis. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like your kryptonite <laughs> saying diverticulitis makes your, makes your spine shrink, right?
0: <clears throat> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I, I was a whole lot sicker than I realized. Uh, yeah. And then you know it's feverish and delusional, and then I get to the hospital, and they're like, "Oh, you're in really bad shape." And then they say you can't have anything to eat or drink for at least twenty four hours, and you're already so thirsty because <laughs> yeah. you're dehydrated. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh!
1: And so what do they do? They put you on an IV. What they like? Uh, yep. What do they IV do antibiotics, for?
0: Antibiotics, di- IV morphine, IV everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did nurse fingers come in to, to check you out? <laughs> I, mean, I know, great, you, but you
0: know, I have terrible news. This is the this was the actual like the horror of it all was that IV morphine does not help. Oh, President really? It's still horrible. And you got I, you know, the, was, like you had the I, put, like, slung got, up in the hospital bed. You know, I'm like got my PM pain medicine dose. I'm like, let's see what's happening And they're like shithole countries. And you're like, ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're in the you're
1: in the hospital for all of the festivities in Trump world. And Uh, and just
0: like you feel even more helpless, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I was was disappointed. I mean, but any research I had planned on doing in that—if I, you know, like whether or not uh, my old favorite drugs help with the situation we're in—it's, I, I've, I've concluded it doesn't work. No, it doesn't
1: work. So, so the morphine was completely pointless.
0: No, but I tell you, when I had gotten to the end of the 36 hours with nothing to eat or drink, and they brought me a Coca Cola, an ice cold with a glass of ice. Uh, oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. It was like, uh, I
0: it... almost left my husband for that can of Coke. If I hadn't had <laughs> it's like 100 year
1: old whiskey. You're just sipping it down, right? And uh... Oh,
0: God. I drained it like a vampire. It was the best thing I've ever tasted. I'm not going to write a letter to Coca Cola and be like, thank you for being there when i needed you
1: <laughs> sure and so you're but you're not dying or anything it's just it's just diverticulitis it's the old intestinal what is it it's like an almost like an intestinal uh, rip. De- de- a rip or something. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. That's horrible.
0: Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, it's a t- it's a rip that gets infected. So it's like infected, and you have got all these flu like symptoms, and <laughs> your skin's like crawling off your body, and you're incredibly nauseated, yeah. and it just hurts. You feel moist. There's something about like I mean, pain is one thing. <laughs> And nausea is – I mean nausea is bad. Like yeah. if you, they're like, OK, we're going to make you really nauseated or we're going to really hurt you for three minutes, what's it going to be? And you'd be like, give me the pain, <laughs> right? But yeah. I mean you could be nauseated and people are like, tanks are rolling down the street. It's the end of the world. and would be like, could you come back in an hour? you know?" Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Me, uh, so oh, – but God. you combine the two and it was just – yeah. Was, so so rough. this is,
1: I mean, this is treatable with with meds, right? This is not something, or you just, what do you just wait it out? What I mean, what do you do? They, they don't have <laughs> wait to wait operate or they, anything. They they?
0: Gave me a whole bunch of anti-inflammatories yeah. and um, magnesium and I don't know what all. I was pretty high at that point. Like they were trying, they were telling me I had to stay. First of all, I thought I was just going to the ER to just, you know, get some pain medicine and get my fever down and go home. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna check you in," and I'm, you know, I don't have great health insurance. I'm like, "The hell you are, <laughs> and they, right?" And finally, they were like, "We'll give you more morphine." I was like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> <I'll stay.
1: laughs> yeah, I, I I come for the diverticulitis, I stay for the
0: morphine. Yeah, well, I'm was, I'm so glad. And then and then, okay, so like they, you know, they put me in this MRI machine, and it, mm. it you know, I hadn't ever had a panic attack before, like a real big boy panic attack. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it hurts in your, like, I mean, the only reason I didn't think I was having a full on cardiac, like heart attack event was that I've read so much about panic attacks that I was like, ah, I know what's happening here. And it was because I got a guy to yank me out of the tube. Right. Like vomit in a plastic bag. And I turned to him and said, I'm slaughtering this nightclub on Yelp when I get home. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't laugh. Oh,
0: he no. Didn't, he didn't even, oh, you know, hell is a place where you're like, it's sick in pain, frightened, endless, humiliating, and painful medical exams, and then nobody laughs at your black
1: human. Yeah, and you know, I'm like, convinced that MRI techs are sadists. I think they, they jam you into that tube.
0: and We well, had like top 40 radio playing, like yeah. kind of too loud in the headphones, uh-huh. and it's just like suddenly in that tiny coffin-tight tube. There just wasn't enough room for, like, me and Beyonce and air. Like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, God, you know, I, I, I'm i right there with you. I mean, I had an MRI uh, back in 2008, and it was the worst experience of my life as far as medical treatment goes. Because, yeah, it's it's the most claustrophobic feeling in the world. And I'd never experienced God, it claustrophobia before. the next before. day
0: after the panic attack. After I get home, I'm, like, talking yeah. to my AA sponsor after I get home from the hospital. And it only hit me then I could have asked for some IV Valium.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Damn it.
0: Damn <laughs> right. it. So
1: That's a great I'm ready to salute. march
0: back up to the hospital and be like, I was here last week, and I've got uh, a drug credit.
1: <laughs> That's right. I demand my Valium. I I was owed Valium during the MRI, and no one gave me Valium, so I demand Valium No, I just maybe turn MRI. the
0: music off. It might put me back in the machine, and it finishes. the test. Jesus, God. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't
1: get any Valium for that, and I surely could have needed it because, you know what, since then... I you know I was never claustrophobic before the MRI, but I am totally claustrophobic since the MRI. It absolutely triggered claustrophobia in me, and it's almost to the point where it's it gets kind of weird. Like even if I throw the covers of the bed over my head, I get a little freaked out. Like oh no, I'm going to be trapped under here. It's completely irrational, really. But, but that's that's what happened. Yeah, that was the consequent fully the consequence of being in, a, in one of those MRI tubes. And they even took me out. I mean, I went, I I sat in there for. I I endured maybe eight or ten minutes, and then I demand. I started yelling and demanded to be put in the open MRI machine, which they should have put me in the open MRI machine in the first place. If
0: they have them, why don't why aren't they all that way? I don't understand. Why would you you, do? Yeah, Yeah. if you have an open MRI machine, why didn't we just start there?
1: Right. Right. Well, I'm. I'm so glad you're okay, and and and, you know, because I'm thinking, you know, the last time you were on the show, I said that you're gay, Chez. Uh, So, but I was I was so relieved to hear that you're okay. So that's good. Um, I
0: didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, and like I said, I didn't know how sick I was. The doctor was like, if you'd waited uh, like more than an hour or two more, probably you would have been in really bad shape.
1: Yeah, and you know what, Uh, Buzz Burbank, who's on the show, he actually he ended up rupturing his intestine. Oh no! Uh, and in fact, it was on my birthday. This was—I don't know how many years ago—but it was on my birthday, and he ruptured his intestine. He got sepsis and almost died oh, from
0: that, dude. Buzz, next time just pop out of a cake. It's so
1: <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, g- good lord, you did this all on my account. You didn't have to do that. You no, don't have you to. Uh,
0: you didn't have to rupture your intestine for my birthday. You didn't have to get face hugged by an alien and then. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. I'm happy with a Best Buy gift card. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't really. need the uh, but iTunes anyway. even. Um, okay, so you know, it's the end of an era. Today marks the end of a major, major era in the blogosphere. Today, the Huffington Post finally shut down. Paid someone? Oh, yeah, paid someone. No, actually, <laughs> they did the opposite. They they're they're not only continuing to not pay anybody, but they're actually shutting down the entire contributor platform. So back in 2005, wow. when they first started the Huffington Post, when Ariana Huffington and uh, and her business partners, which somehow included Andrew Breitbart, I don't know how that ended up working out, mm-hmm. but uh, they, they started a blog where you could just, if you knew someone at the Huffington Post, they would just sign you up, and then you could write... Right. Uh, blog entries or articles for the Huffington Post. And of course, it was a lot of celebrities, but there were those of us, including, including me, who got to, to start writing for them almost uh, right out That's of the shoot. I read you first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had written for the Huffington Post uh, starting in August of 2005, shortly after they uh, premiered the site. And then I kept writing for the Huffington Post. And even post, I, I've been posting the, the podcast over the Huffington Post for years now. And, and just today, we got the email that they were shutting it all down. Like, they're Mm -hmm. still going to have
0: all of the old... It's like when Lily Allen lost her MySpace password.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's definitely the end of an era because no longer will there be open contributions happening on the Huffington Post, and that was sort of the centerpiece of the entire... Huffington Post. I mean, that was the Huffington Post. It was the contributor platform that right. was made that made the Huffington Post what it is. And I guess because of whoever at AOL, they've just decided, nope, nope, we don't need this anymore. Let's move on. Let's we're going to become a serious news site now. Well, I mean, they they are some. I mean, the politics vertical is pretty serious, and and yeah. they've had some serious reporting over there. But it was always the meat and potatoes of the Huffington Post was always that blog, and that's that's done now. It's
0: interesting. I so. adore my Rudolph Ariana Huffington impression. <laughs> You vlog, darling. If you vlog, you should vlog. You vlog, <laughs> right? And she's no, we should all vlog. our
1: vlog. Yeah, and and she's no longer associated with the Huffington Post and hasn't been for a while. Roy Seacock is no longer with the Huffington Post, so it's it's a completely in, an entirely new regime over there. And, right. uh, and and so it's it's more now about, well, I guess they are paying people. I guess it's just all the paid contributors, all the paid reporters are still mm-hmm. collecting a check and still able to contribute. But none of the free contributors will be able to post anything uh, new yeah. anymore. So that's uh, that's kind of sad. That's kind of sad because it was one of those things where it was the contributor platform that started uh, a lot of careers, including my own career. In fact, it was yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know that I would be sitting here doing this right now. Were it not for Roy Seacoff calling me up and saying, hey, do you want to do you want to blog for the Huffington Post? And I said, sure. And that that sort of really started my the serious end of my political writing career and and launched uh, just about everything I'm doing now. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) right, right. So that's that. It's
1: sad I to still see, remember
0: uh, your Metallica cartoon.
1: Yep, yep. That was all. God, you know what? I still get email about that. I still get emails about uh, uh, the Napster bad <laughs> cartoons God, from the year so two
0: thousand. I, I mean, just the Lars Ulrich scuttling around like a spider thing was.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what's you know what's weird about Metallica now? Fast forwarding now, eighteen years coming. It'll be eighteen years in May since I I, I posted the the Napster wow. bad cartoon. For God's sake. Is that Metallica is so old now. Lars Ulrich looks like an old man. Alarming. Yeah, it really is. Gen <laughs> X gets old. That's what I for keep some
0: reason Duran Duran seemed like completely laminated, frozen in time. They all seem <laughs> you know. Yeah. Of course uh, they are.
1: So so David, the fake news awards. Let's let's talk about the fake news awards. What
0: even I happened? I, I think I went to bed before it like happened.
1: <laughs> well, like most Trump things, it was a, a spectacular failure. He, uh, he tweeted, I don't know, It was sometime uh, early evening, West Coast time, that he posted this thing, and now the fake news awards on Twitter. And then he linked to a site. And it was supposed to be, I think they, they set up a page at GOP.com. And he linked right, to right. it, and of course, it was not working. It just linked to it. It was just a blank page, and then people were getting 404 messages, 404 error messages. Oh. So it was just a... This yeah, so is... Yeah fake news. Right. And so it was uh, the fake news awards were just a it's sort a of Milo's
0: free speech week at Berkeley.
1: It's typical of everything that Trump touches. Everything Trump touches turns to shit. And and so and this kind of underscores the incompetence of the entire Trump White House, the entire operation. I mean, we've seen you know, Rachel Maddow's been covering this uh, quite a bit lately, which all, all the weird typos that show up in official White House right? releases, misspelling the name of the White House physician, misspelling the word Norway. It's saying norme. there was one thing normay. where it's a, yeah it was one thing where they were talking about world peach instead of world peace you know
0: <laughs> and then they misspelled well, peaches are pretty awesome
1: yeah that's true world peach i think we should have world peach you know we'd all it would be so delicious wouldn't it um and then with maybe the, there a was, bit
0: sticky
1: <laughs> right and they misspelled uh, theresa may's name in a press release right and so, and then Trump was originally going to do the fake news awards on the tenth, and he delayed it to the seventeenth, which was yesterday. And then finally, when he rolled it out, it was just yeah, that again. Yep, four oh four. And what happened was uh, it wasn't available for a few hours. And and the great thing, well, you about- know,
0: he announced it, and then somebody pointed out that federal employees can't work on that because it's a partisan, yeah. you know, political thing. So it's a violation of the Hatch Act for anybody in the White House like even Ivanka, to work on it.
1: So Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I had no idea what was going on because it showed up on uh, uh, GOP.com. And I was wondering, mm-hmm. what are the hatchback mm-hmm. ramifications of this? And I never, never really explored it, but I'm glad you brought it up because it seems to me as if... The, the idea of the White House working in conjunction with GOP.com seems expressly political to me. And and it's yeah. not supposed to be that way, is it? That, well, I mean, I that's mean, my understanding of throw it. Throw
0: it on the pile. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. So many things aren't supposed to be that way right now.
1: Well, so, I mean, one clusterfuck after another, they finally get this website going with the the fake news awards. And, and what we've got basically are a bunch of, uh, it's 10 items, Uh, lots of mentions of the New York Times, the Washington Post, and CNN, but literally Mm -hmm. nothing else. There was no other news outlet mentioned, no NBC News. Oh yeah, ABC News was mentioned once. But uh, they didn't even touch MSNBC or NBC News at all. And I've got this theory. I'll get back to the actual awards themselves here in a second.
0: Have we discussed that we think that, uh, I personally think that Trump finds Rachel Maddow absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Like he, exactly. will yeah. he will not say her name. He will not like, say her name. He will not say her name. He won't even tweet her name.
1: Right. Right. He's like completely avoiding everything Rachel has to say, which is so unusual because Rachel's entire MO right now, the 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 cornerstone of her show and which has been for the last at least year has been the the Russia investigation, the Russian attack, mm-hmm. Trump Russia, mm-hmm. that's been the focus of her show. And everyone knows it. Everyone knows that she is like ground zero for putting all of these stories together and recursively linking one these all these Russian people to the Trump people and and, and putting together. And stick the a entire, pin in this. Yeah, exactly. We'll but, come back to
0: this. Right. Right, right. And so what happened? But well, she was, also has a really good scene it seems to me that she has a good grasp of what means something and what doesn't.
1: Of what yeah like of what she means reported on
0: the the fact that Peter struck was fired yeah months before we knew what for yeah right right because I remember writing about that where she was like why did he get fired and why didn't he just get he didn't get busted down to like desk duty he's in HR yeah now so anyway go on well
1: enjoy. I mean it's she's what she's been doing is invaluable because in the midst of the uh the ongoing tennis ball machine of madness here we've been de- dealing with so much news <laughs> As it uh, as it b- 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 smacks against our foreheads and, and, and bombards us on a daily basis. And she's kept the focus on Russia, gratefully, because there are some days when it does get buried, even though the news is quite dire and quite important. It tends to get buried among, you know, the social media discussion and the debates happening on Twitter and, and Facebook and so on. And she keeps the focus where it really needs to be, which is the fact did you that- watch
0: last night. When she talked about the payments from Michael Cohen to Stormy Daniels, oh yeah, name is. yeah, <laughs> she, she practically had to pull on like big yellow dishwashing gloves before she was <laughs> willing to even go there. Well,
1: I mean, that's I mean that's another story where it's like, w- w- why aren't we paying more attention to the fact that the president's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, uh paid all kinds <laughs> of money to this? porn star stormy daniels and then where did the money come from that's the big question that we have Mm -hmm. right now or at least that i have like was it michael cohen's personal funds was it donald trump's personal funds or or the important and i know we're off on a big tangent right now but it's this is still important to get to is it is it campaign money Did they actually give Stormy Daniels Trump campaign money? money? Right. Which case that is a violation, uh, you know, that's something that the FEC should look into. That is a that is a major trespass against the law. Can you
0: imagine? I mean, just I want you to just just for just one split second. I want you to imagine that there is a rumor that Barack Obama cheated on Michelle Obama with a porn star and we have receipts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then he paid her off. The, the world, world then he would paid be off the on board. fire. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. Fox News would be in a grand mal epileptic seizure of self righteousness right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it would just be like. Uh, Well, I I mean, it just shows like, I mean,
1: yeah, I know. Given like the gherkins and the tan suit and the the uh, Dijon mustard, you know, basically the extent of the Obama era scandals. This would be I mean, they would have impeached Barack Obama. Absolutely And I'm still convinced That if Hillary Clinton Had actually won The election uh, Last year Or I mean Not last year But in in 2016 um, That she would have Been impeached too I mean she wouldn't Be president right Mm. now It'd be uh, It'd be What's his name Tim Kaine tim kane to be president right now if hillary clinton had won and i'm i'm absolutely convinced of that this republican party is so utterly corrupt
0: i think that we'd be deep, just we would just be deep down in a bunch of complicated crap about emails yeah yeah that she'd gotten elected i don't think they would have managed to impeach her yet yep. yep um i agree but it would definitely be just like bogus investigation after bogus investigation after pseudo scandal after you know i Still think that may be preferable to our current reality. <laughs> yeah, uh, certainly. I just you certainly. know I, I keep waking waiting to wake up and see that like oh by the way everyone's been breathing like ninety times the parts per million of you know doses of radiation we just didn't mention that this site in Arizona was leaking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, oops. Yeah, um, I know.
1: I know, but uh, let's go. Let's go through this list of the fake news awards and and talk about what's true and what's okay. not true. So okay, so so number one, the New York Times, Paul Krugman claimed on the day of President Trump's historic landslide victory. That is that uh, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of that.
0: Yeah, no, there was no. I feel both those combined. Yeah,
1: actually. <laughs> there was no landslide victory. Uh, no. He said it today in Pennsylvania. He was stumping for a congressional seat up there where
0: they're, they're probably it's one of the most maddening things about him. And it's one of the things that somebody I was reading was saying a sign is a sign of his dementia, that he yeah. puts two ideas together. Right. and they, <laughs> right. will, they are inextricable. Yeah. From that point forward, and, like, I want a <laughs> landslide victory. That's just, like, you know, there will be no th- rewriting that in his head until yeah. he dies. Yeah. Because it's just how he talks about it in Crooked Hillary and Sloppy Steve and just all the, like, little stupid mnemonic devices. Yeah. That... You know, uh that sound like the garbage pail kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, what he does, what what happens is if the topic of election comes up, it, it triggers this line of reasoning in his in his adult brain. Like, okay, I've mentioned the election, so what am I gonna do? Oh, landslide victory, electoral college. Right. And no, then, but it really
0: is like it's that simplistic. Like his his yeah. brain is basically working like a, a
1: <laughs> free associate.
0: Jack Russell Terrier that this friend of mine had. <laughs> That almost starved to death because it could not stop staring at a space where it saw a mouse like four years ago.
1: (laughs) You're right. And just
0: would like stand there and look at that spot and forget to eat. It's like our
1: our cat. Every time you pick her up, she looks up at the ceiling because you know why? She's afraid there's a ceiling fan up there. We do not have a ceiling fan in our entire house. This is something that she's remembering. This cat remembers from... Uh, years ago, when she was in right. house with ceiling fans, and she was afraid of the ceiling fan. But now, every time she's get she gets picked up, she thinks she's going to be like uh, like caught up in the ceiling fan or something, and <laughs> has to check. But it's the same thing. It's like Trump. Every time he mentions the the election, he's got to talk about his landslide lands- victory. Yeah, is a landslide right. victory. Illegal right? yeah. votes. Yeah, and so
0: so inauguration here... millions
1: of people. <laughs> exactly right. So. So Paul Krogman claimed that the, uh, the the economy would never recover after Election Day, and of course he was wrong about that, and of course he retracted it on November 11th. He wrote that on November 9th about how the, uh, the Dow and the economy may not recover from Trump's victory, but then on November 11th he said, he said I gave in to that temptation Tuesday night. Uh, uh, but quickly realized I was making some mistake as the, the opponent, the same mistakes as the opponents of Brexit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what right. we're going to see here, what the trend is with all of these items in the fake news awards, is that people made honest mistakes and then corrected their mistakes almost immediately. Where the reporting was corrected, they made a big deal about it. In some cases, the reporters were fired for their infraction or demoted. You don't see this happening in the Trump White House when someone in the no. Trump White House screws up. You
0: get fired if you don't lie. <laughs> yeah,
1: or Fox News Channel. You know, Fox News Channel makes shit up every damn day. And <sighs> and if they correct it, they correct it weeks later and just buried at the end of a telecast. That was Bill O'Reilly's M.O. for many, many years where he'll say right. something crazy and batshit like the, the, like screwing up the Malbity Massacre or something like that and then only correcting it weeks later but at the tail end of the show really, really briefly and only half-heartedly at that. So, number two, ABC News' Brian Ross chokes and sends markets in a downward spiral with false report. This was basically, remember Brian Ross said that there was, uh, that Flynn tried to make contact with Russian officials before the election and during the the transition. It only ended up being Mm -hmm. during the transition, apparently. And so he had to backpedal on that. And then, of course, ABC News took all the appropriate steps to, uh uh make sure that there was accountability for Brian Ross, and they were they wrote a retraction here. They said we deeply regret and apologize for the serious error we made yesterday. The reporting conveyed by Brian Ross during the special report had not been fully vetted through our editorial standards process, et cetera et cetera et cetera so they they corrected themselves again. this is what we see time and time again R- uh, journalists taking the appropriate steps, publications taking the appropriate steps. To make sure well, that they are held accountable for their own mistakes. And, and <laughs> they don't notice this, of course, with uh, the fake news awards.
0: No. Well, I mean, we're going to be here after Trump is gone is the yeah. thing the media. So we have to keep it. I mean, I've had to print a couple of things. I got duped by a f- uh, fake news site at Raw Story. Oh, you know what? I have to do that thing. Oh yeah, right. Here. Right. Let's I work for Raw Story, but I'm not here as a representative of Raw Story or the editor editorial views of Raw Story's board. I'm here strictly in my capacity as a uh, large print book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Number three, CNN falsely reported that candidate Donald Trump and his son Donald Trump Jr. had access to hacked documents from WikiLeaks. This is uh, CNN wrongly reported that Trump and his son received an email that gave them access to WikiLeaks material before the information went public. That was incorrect. And CNN posted this note at the top of its revised story. Correction, this story has been corrected to say the date of the email was September 14, not September 4, blah, blah, blah. But that was number three in the fake news awards. This is the egregious error. The It's just
0: nitpicking, you know.
1: It's, it is. It's... Yeah, it is. And number four, time. Time falsely reported that President Trump removed a bust of Martin Luther King Jr. from the Oval Office. Well, this, too, is absolutely wrong because it right. wasn't Time magazine. Time magazine never published or retracted that story. That it was the
0: reporter's tweet.
1: Yeah, it was Zeke Miller's uh, tweet, which he deleted.
0: Meanwhile, right? Trump has fake Time Magazine covers of himself hanging all over the country. Exactly <laughs> right. I mean, that's the, that's the great... the like, great oh, Time Magazine, such liars. Yeah,
1: oh. and that's, that's the great irony of all of this is that Trump is the biggest liar in the world, and, and yet he's calling out other people. Uh, number five was, of course, the Dave Weigel thing uh, from not too long ago. Washington Post falsely reports the president's massive sold-out rally in Pensacola, Florida, was empty. Dishonest reporter, showed picture of an empty arena hours before crowds started pouring in. Uh, According to PolitiFact, this is another example of a reporter tweeting too quickly on December 9, 2017, Dave Weigel, a Washington Post reporter, tweeted a photo uh, in his personal account. Of course, this is not they they blame the Washington Post, but it's the Washington Post had nothing to do with the Washington Post, nothing to do with the Washington Post. Uh, God
0: forbid we should hold the White House accountable for something that Eric or Don Jr. retweets.
1: And then so Weigel learned that the image was taken well before the event started and deleted it within about 20 minutes. Weigel followed up with another tweet after Trump singled about on Twitter, writing, it is a bad tweet on my personal account, not a story for the Washington Post. Very fair to call me out. See, now, that's how grownups behave. That's how right. grownups, be- that's not how Trump behaves. Trump behaves like a goddamn child. Uh, moving on. C- Number six, CNN falsely edited a video to make it appear President Trump defiantly overfed fish during a visit with the Japanese prime minister. Japanese prime minister actually led the way with the feeding. This is th- they had I didn't d-
0: hear that story. That's a funny story. <laughs>
1: yeah, they had to, they had to dig down. Remember, there was this is something that happened again, almost entirely on Twitter, where someone released a, a gif or something of, of Trump just dumping the uh, the food into the water. Whereas uh, uh, Prime Minister Abe was actually uh, like scooping little bits of the fish food into the water, and just Trump mm. just dumps his whole box of food into the water. But what they missed is that Abe dumped his food too after spooning some of it in, dumped all of it in, right. and then Trump just you know uh, mimicked what uh, what Abe did. So that was that's what happened. Uh, multiple media outlets issued clarifications on the order of the dumping. But this is, I mean, they have to dig all the way down to the goddamn fish food thing. Right. Not a single mention so far of anything having to do with money laundering or obstruction of justice or God, the ongoing uh, 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 revolving door of staff members of the White House. One thing after another Uh, here. Number seven, CNN falsely reported about Anthony Scaramucci's meeting with a Russian but retracted it due to significant breakdown in process. This is the story where three, three uh writers for cnn three reporters for cnn were fired for this story that's the accountability that's going on and see it seems to me as if if there is actual accountability from a publication to own up to its mistake and to take actions to resolve that mistake there's no need for a fake news award because they're already admitting it it's like trump is calling out here people who have already confessed to screwing something up Right, and yeah. not not a single instance here of deliberate screw up either. And I like, okay, we're gonna put out we're gonna put out a deliberately fake story on Trump. Here we go. Click, send, and there it is. No, that that never happens. These are again honest mistakes. Number eight, Newsweek falsely reported that Polish first lady Agida. Is it Agida? <laughs> I can't imagine her first name would be Agida oh, for me. Agata Kornhauser Duda. Oh, that's right. It's, it's... Do-da, do-da, do Walk
2: out. Camp town races, sing this song. Do-da, do-da. Right. Camp town racetrack, five doo-dah. miles long. Oh, do-da, day.
1: Okay, so that, so that happened. Uh, and, and of course she did shake hands. Newsweek updated its story with the fuller video three hours later without changing the headline, noting the mildly awkward and humorously relatable exchange was just that, and no apparent swipe at the U.S. president. Number nine, CNN falsely reported that... former FBI Director James Comey would dispute President Trump's claim that he was told he was not under investigation. Uh, Shortly before FBI Director James Comey was due to testify before Congress, CNN claimed that he would contradict Trump's assertion that he had been told he was not under investigation. CNN was wrong and posted a note at the top of the corrected story to say the article uh, article and headline have been corrected to reflect that Comey does not directly dispute Trump was told multiple times he was not under investigation in his prepared testimony released after this story was published. Uh, number 10, New York Times falsely claimed on the front page that the Trump administration had hit it, a climate report. Uh, a correction two days after the story published said, while it was not widely publicized, the report was uploaded by the nonprofit Internet Archive in January. It was not first made public by the New York Times. And uh, oh, they added an 11th one. And last but not least, Russia collusion. Russia collusion is perhaps oh. the greatest hoax perpetrated on the American people. There is no collusion. In all caps, Trump's statement that the Russia thing with Trump and Russia is made up is a made-up story. Earned him Politifact's lie of the year award for 2017. In both, uh, cl- and of course, Politifact goes on here to. Uh,
0: That's the one mention they make of it, and it was an afterthought. Yeah, exactly. Had tag it was on at the end.
1: right, and no specific news outlet mentioned here. And again, this goes back to my ongoing theory, which is that Donald Trump is terrified, absolutely terrified of Rachel Maddow. I mean, that the only explanation I can come up with is that he doesn't want people going over to look in and see what Rachel Maddow is doing, because not only will that help her ratings, but also it will expose them to all of this reporting that's going on. One thing after another. All of which we'll get to right after we uh, talk about our Patreon page, oh. right? Here we go talking about Patreon, David. Uh, okay, here's what we're doing. I want to get you on yeah. the show. I want to get you, you on the show way more often. And and okay, one of the only ways we can make that happen is if we add a Wednesday show, because I've got all of my favorite. Ah. I've got all my favorite people on the show, uh, including you, but not everyone can get on as often as I want to have them on because there's only so many shows in a, in a particular week. So I want to add a Wednesday show, and the only way we can add a Wednesday show is if we reach our goal on Patreon to, to, you know, to, to be able to finance that additional show, right?
0: Oh, my God, I have this skill set. Wait, stop the music. Okay. <clears throat> as a former NPR announcer, we need your help. For <laughs> listener-supported Bob Cheska,
2: <laughs> right, there you if go. you
0: act now at the fifteen dollar level, we'll include this tote bag. You know, I thought they should always off, they should offer like a Nina Toten bag with like hand puppets of all nine justices, <laughs> and like each time we get a new justice, they send you so you can act out. You know, right. to Nina Totenberg. Anyway, yeah, I digress. Yeah, that'd, that'd be so fun. <laughs> I think.
1: Um, but, I mean, here's the, the bottom line. Given the number of listeners we have downloading this show on a regular basis every time we have a new show out, if everyone listening signed up for just $1 a month, we'd far exceed our goal. We're already 80% of the way toward our goal. We just need to get over this. Hey. We seem to be having trouble. We get stopped at 80%. And so what we need to do is push through that 80% barrier for some reason and get us all the way to 100%. If everyone listening right now signed up for just $1 a month, we'd far exceed that goal. I mean by a 1000 months. Miles, uh, But let's talk about signing up for 15, $15 a month. That's our top level. That's just eighty eight per show. So in addition to the free Tuesday and Thursday shows, you get two post-mortem shows per week. That's the show that we do after the credits roll at the end of our free shows. Plus the Friday after party every week and and all kinds of uh, uh, free bonuses like my reading of the Steel dossier. We're going to do some best of shows here for Patreon listeners only. And and all kinds of other fun stuff coming up uh, throughout the year, throughout 2018. And we'll take out all the commercials from the free shows too, but only if you sign up at $15 a month. Just go to bobsesca.com and click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at the top of the page. And please tell all your damn friends, how about the Bob
2: Seska it? The Show!
0: Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Welcome back to today's show. Uh, David Ferguson is here from Raw Story and my favorite band in the world, Compromat. You can find them at uh, Facebook. But that's not
0: us you are here now.
1: No, this is ELO.
0: I wish we had ELO's production budget.
1: That'd be great. You guys should cover this song. You just have to get a bunch of keyboards.
0: I just did a new cover at practice on Tuesday, but <laughs> it's concrete blonde, not yellow. Don't you love it when people suggest
1: cover songs for you to play? And you just go. I've okay. told you before.
0: Sometimes they have really, really good ideas. Really. So yeah. Oh, I don't. You know. Um, I don't, I don't know, if I ever told you about my relationship with the song "Nights in White Satin"?
1: <laughs> okay, what's your relationship with the Moody Blues song "Nights in White"? Nights Oh, just
0: a guy came up after a show and was be like, was just like, I'd love to hear you sing that, and I was like, that's hilarious, that old hippie song. You know, I just I had never really thought about it, and then I mentioned it to the guys in the band, and they were like, yeah, let's do that, and um, and then we did it a couple times, and then one, it was just kind of a, it was nice end of a show kind of thing to come back for an encore, and then one night I just went for it. You know, I was in that place, and you're singing I love you, I love you, I love you over and over at the top of your fucking lungs until, like, tears came pouring down my face. I mean, I just, I was feeling it. (laughs) And there was this guy in the audience who... Like looks like a cross between a chainsaw and a skinny rooster, you know. And he's got yeah. like an original Doobie Brothers T-shirt that he got at the concert in 1974. And he was just beside himself with joy. He's like, not nice and what, motherfucking that, man? It's fucking beautiful!" He like throws his arms around me and just weeps, you know. And so like, and then every couple years, I'll see that guy somewhere, like in the out of the thrift market thing they have on the edge of town on Saturdays or whatever. And I'll just see him, and he'll just pump his fist in and go, not nice and what, motherfucking?" The fucking sad man.
1: So it's one of Whoa. those, one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Usually those guys are screaming "Free bird at a at a show, but I guess he's really into the moody blues. Or you're, I should say, David Ferguson and Compromat
0: bands. I just uh, happened to move him so deeply, Bob, <laughs> that it marked him for life. Let me have this. God.
1: <laughs> he thought you were singing it directly at him. He thinks you're in love with him, Dave.
0: Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, and I have definitely fallen in love with worst choices in men <laughs>
1: okay David have you have you joined us for the uh, the spinning of the uh, slot machine of insanity when we have to choose one of the millions of stories that have happened in the last few hours
0: I want to address one thing okay before we go further is fire and fury
1: fire and fury because yes
0: I think as you know strange and odious a little man as Michael Wolf may or may not be uh, an accurate as or inaccurate as the book may be He's the one person who's figured out how to fight Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. You're exactly you're right. Like, he's like, just like sit back and let it rip. And like, he just, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you saw that opening sketch on SNL the other night where they had Fred Armisen as Michael. Yes. He was brilliant. so good.
1: Armisen and Michael Wolf could change places and no one would tell the difference. They, they was
0: that he doesn't blink enough.
1: So, yeah, so, I mean, that that's uh, that's a really great strategy, and I've always thought that that was the best strategy for attacking Donald Trump, is seizing the uh, the, the tennis ball machine. The narrative,
0: and just, yeah. Yeah. It's a barrage. I mean, I don't think we would have, you know, the whole shithole country's controversy if he hadn't already been off balance. Right, right. From the, um, I don't know, a friend of mine texted me while I, in the, while I was in the hospital. He's like, how are you doing? I was like, I'm in incredible pain. I'm shitting ketchup, bleeding internally, and septic. Um, that's what I get for trying to read Fire and Fury. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, that's and of course Trump is a lot worse than you were, I would imagine, because I mean Ugh. that's one of my favorite things is whenever I read story, whenever I see things happen, for example, like with the uh, the fake news awards site not working yesterday when he went to link to it, I like to imagine Trump just in the Oval Office or up in the residence, just freaking his shit out, just going. Absolutely apeshit and just not knowing. And with this whole like the whole Steve Bannon thing where, you know, he doesn't know what Steve Bannon is telling the uh, the, the House Intelligence Committee. He doesn't know what Steve Bannon has already told uh, the, the Office of Special Counsel. Uh, and, and it's just and it's just making Trump crazy. And that's, that's what I love about it. Fire and Fury comes out. you got to know that Trump is pouring through that book, just going batshit with his Sharpie out and circling shit and, and, and crossing out stuff and making arrows. Not and- true
0: in giant clock, block letters. Unfair! Yeah, like- exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation <laughs> yeah. point.
1: Ripping the pages out and faxing them to Michael Wolf Not true! Fake news! You know, with the big cross-outs. And then with his jiggy-jaggy signature... Uh, at the bottom, you know, like because he used to do that with uh, who was it? Graydon Carter he used to get messages yeah, all the time yeah. about Trump's hand Pictures size. His hands, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, Trump would fax Graydon Carter with uh, like a picture of of Trump's hands, and so he would like Trump would circle them and say, "Look, normal hands, normal hands, Donald Trump," and then he would sign it with his you know his EKG meter <laughs> signature at the bottom, and and fire this off to Graydon Carter, who who is the guy who of course coined the 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 phrase short-fingered vulgarian and right. and that started the whole trump thing but you got to know that it's just eating him alive and i love that i love that's why the best approach to attacking trump is again to seize the tennis ball machine to fire right back just one tennis ball after another so he has to respond to the mayhem
0: that it's and not even the other parts that right. i'm a true yeah. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, right. God, you know, that just was so keep good. Firing away, and yeah, I, I, I yeah, my hats off.
1: Yep, to yep. Michael Wolf. Well, we're getting. You know, we. I want to get into uh, Trump Russia here in a second. Stupid Watergate. But before we do that, you know, right in the middle of Tuesday's show with Buzz Burbank, uh, 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 Doctor Ronnie Jackson delivered his uh, results of Trump's physical exam uh, during the show. So we didn't really have time to comment on on many of the specifics, but. What it comes down to for me is that as far as Trump's weight goes, this has more to do with Trump's fake height than his weight. I think it's entirely possible Are that. Are we
0: going into Gertherism now?
1: Yes, we're absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm stepping into my, my Gerther hat right now. I'm putting on my Gerther I woke
0: hat. up and heard that expression as I was processing the Stormy Daniels information the other day. And when I first heard Gerther, <laughs> I really did throw up in my heart a little bit. Um, because I thought that that's what we were actually arguing about, was the, uh no, but it's just waste. Yeah, because, oh, you know, I that's mean, what
1: they say. That's the most important part. I don't know if that's your experience, but that's what I've heard.
0: I've heard that girth
1: is more important than length.
0: There's no sex organ more important than the brain. <laughs>
1: but what I'm saying is... Where Trump is lying yes, yes. is his length. Trump is lying about his length. Trump says he's six foot three and, and uh Ronnie Jackson didn't Right do it. when in nineteen
0: eighty six he was six foot one, wasn't he? I yeah. seem to remember that be like, Well,
1: he's the same height as Barack Obama and Barack Obama's six one. <laughs> So at 6'1", 239 makes a little more sense. At 6'1", and 239 pounds, that would put Trump well into the obese category, where I think he, he belongs. And so I think the fudging going on here may not necessarily be his weight. I think the fudging is in his height. And Ronnie Jackson said in that press conference the other day that he didn't I do didn't any- I didn't
0: measure his height.
1: I didn't measure his height. So the 6'3", in the medical report, is actually just from what Trump told him. When he walked in the door. Meanwhile, Sanjay Gupta has confirmed that Trump definitely does have the early stages of heart disease. Uh, he underwent a coronary calcium CT, revealing a score of 133. Anything over 100 indicates plaque in the arteries. In 2009, that number was 34. In 2013, it was 98. So it's been going up over time. Con- just
0: when he's clutching his sleeve and turning blue. <laughs>
1: And that, I think, I think is not too far like, off
0: because it's like Sharon Stone and Diabolique when they're like a smoking. Hand, secondhand smoke really does kill. And she blows this big plume. Well, you know, reliably.
1: I mean, not to put <laughs> uh, bring everything down to a too serious note here. But, you know, you're you were in the hospital for diverticulitis. We lost Chez earlier uh, last year. Um, and, and, and Trump Scott Trump Coffin. is somehow still kicking around somehow which is just, I mean, underscores the injustice of it all. <laughs> One of the reasons right. I go back to this is, Donald, it's why do bad people end up being like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons and just living a thousand years? It doesn't make There's any an, sense a to Spanish me.
0: Spanish expression about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, malas hierbas uh, nunca, muerta, I think. Right? Bad weeds never die. Uh, yeah, there it is. It's mean, nasty people live a long, long time, and really good people, uh, you know for whatever reason say leave us too soon. Yep. Yep. Maybe it just seems longer.
1: <laughs> well, so ultimately though the, the the fake news, David, the fake news in the uh, in the uh, physical exam was uh, the fact that Donald Trump is in excellent health. That was I think that's Donald Trump telling Ronnie Jackson or ordering Ronnie Jackson as Ronnie Jackson's commander in chief to say you know what, you can but give
0: This guy's not a right. I mean this but this guy's not a political appointee. So what do they I think he's blackmailing everybody. Well, I, everybody I mean, he's, a, but he's a-, a meeting with Trump and he opens up a little thing on his desk from Russia and says, uh, so <laughs> you're going to go out there and tell the world that I'm obese. And then yeah. I have, uh, you know, my blood sugar is all off. And then I have, you know, a hardening of the arteries, uh, you know, and I'm going to show the world these pictures of you diddling your receptionist or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the Lindsey Graham about face was particularly I, I don't know. We'll see.
1: I think Trump's got uh, got compromise on a lot of different people and maybe from Russia. It may not be. I mean, so compromise might be a misnomer to use in this case, but certainly compromising information. I would I would be not surprised at all if Trump had compromising information on Lindsey Graham, maybe Ronnie Jackson. But, you know, ultimately with Ronnie Jackson, all that needs to happen is because Ronnie Jackson's a Navy doctor. He just needs to get an order from his commander in chief. Now, he's not fudging mm. the actual numbers and violating his Hippocratic oath in that sense. I guess I don't know if that's part of your Hippocratic oath at all. So uh, but but nevertheless, you know all he's got to do is lie about the overall assessment and in that case he can you know he can be ordered to go out and tell the press that trump's in excellent health even though his low density lipoproteins have gone from 94 in september 2016 to 143 in january of 2018 that's almost a 50 point bump in uh, in what those are though yeah, that's the bad. What are
0: these proteins? They're low, bad proteins.
1: Low low density lipoprotein is the, is the bad cholesterol. Oh, fat. That's ba- mm. bad cholesterol. His high density lipoprotein, meanwhile, has only gone up. This is the good cholesterol. It's only gone up four points. Uh, his overall cholesterol has gone from 169, this is September of 2016, all the way up to 223. In January 2018, in just a year and a few months, it's gone up by that many points. That is that is huge and, and enormously dangerous for the president. And and here's my concerned face. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just you know what? I, you know, look, I, I don't wish ill will on on anybody. But uh, but if something should happen, <laughs> if something should happen with Trump's arteries. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I'm crying. I don't. I don't think that's going to be a sad day. That's certainly not going to be. Oh, something Trump had a stroke. Oh no.
0: Oh, why? Why? <laughs> what, <laughs> whatever shall we do? Wherever <laughs> shall we go, Bob? <laughs> All is ashes
1: and ruin. <laughs> oh my God! You almost invoked like the Lindsey Graham. Music. Yes. Whatever shall we do? What? What do we do, Mister Ferguson? Do we? Do we rush to Washington to help save him? Can we resuscitate <laughs> him?
0: <laughs> oh, Frank Bob, I, I don't give a damn. <laughs> so, uh,
1: so the doctor blamed Trump's mouth thing during his
0: Jerusalem remarks on- On s- too much antihistamines. That's right, right, or decongestants.
1: He said, I dried up his- I, Secretions? I, oh! I dried up his secretions, which is like the- d- <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Oh uh-huh. please, please give us I got
0: you know, Bob, the terrible thing, and I I, I concur with Atrios on this, who yeah. said at some point back in a dawning tone of horror in about March of last year that he was like, <laughs> I I think we're going to see him naked before all this is over. Yeah. And my retinas are already vomiting like, <laughs> in advance. It's just
1: uh, Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's kind of a gross thought. I mean, the thought we're talking about here uh what else? What else was happening? Oh, in the actual medical report, that's what I was going to mention. Uh, let's see. I want to bring up the medical report mm-hmm. here because there was one one part of it that just made me so barfy. It just <laughs> was yeah, just one of those. Uh, let's see here. So I'm scrolling down. The one category is, uh, oh, here it is, genito Genitourinary. Normal exam. That was the part, the genito urinary part of it. Can you imagine <laughs> poor Ronnie Jackson having to examine that nightmare? That nightmare going
0: on. There's not enough latex gloves.
1: Just looking like a fucking super fund cleanup site down there, probably. <laughs> God. Which is no, why I mean- I'm
0: thinking it's like it's a sad little ginger bird's nest with three little eggs in it. It's, <laughs> <ew>. <laughs> so-
1: Oh my God! Yeah, with like butterflies flying. Like, wouldn't that be really ironic if if Trump's bathing suit area was just this beautifully landscaped?
0: Well, the thing—the thing I realized with some horror, looking at pictures of him a couple of years ago, before the dying began and the stitching in of the fake hair and everything—is that I'm very similarly before colored to this guy, and we're not hairy people. Yeah, this German like Bowie body kind of thing. So like, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, and finally, he probably does uh... manicure his pubes. That's hard, you know, like. <sighs>
1: Yeah, is uh, is Trump a manscaper? This is something that I don't want to know about, but I'm sure we'll eventually find out. It probably through Stormy oh, Daniels. Oh, you probably
0: know he insists on it in women he has sex with cuz it's, you know, there's less germs, which is actually the opposite of the truth. Yeah. You're like 400 times more likely, 400% more likely to get an STD yep. having sex with a random if you don't have their your fuzz in place. Yeah,
1: and you know what? Trump had sex with Stormy Daniels without a condom.
0: I know, I know. I just, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that happened. (laughs) That's what we know. I mean, the fact that, but the whole fact that, like, yes, we know for a fact that our president cheated on his wife with a porn star, and it's like page three. Yeah, at this point, you know, it's it's it's, not even.
1: I mean, it's uh, not even about that. It's (laughs) it's about the payoff. It's about the hush money that he paid, and whether or not that came from his campaign. I think that's the serious conversation. All the rest of it is just makes for fun. And there was another
0: actress who got paid off we Think by the National Enquirer, they bought the rights to her story. Oh, yeah, right. right. And they never released it. hmm. Because the Which, National I mean, I'll just, every, we have to, anytime we mention the National Enquirer, we have to mention the CEO's last name is Pecker. Uh, Pecker. His name is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, okay, so. Ultimately, who we are. But the bottom of all of our like intellectual pretensions, Bob Seska, you and I. We're just into so the potty so humor. That's right. <laughs> a... uh,
1: so Trump was interviewed by Reuters and in the, uh, Uh, interview he said here about his health he said i get exercise i mean i walk i this i that (laughs) i run over to a building next door i get more exercise than people think remember this is the guy who
0: said that the The doctor said you get no exercise buddy he wouldn't even lie about that
1: right right but you know he trump once said that the the exercise that he gets is gesturing during his rallies He actually said that during the campaign. I get lots of exercise. I gesture during rallies.
0: Swinging my arms around. Swinging my arms around. yelling.
1: I guess he also said here, I guess they all realized they're going to have to leave it to a president that scored the highest on tests. What can I tell you? So basically, he's talking about North Korea here, right? And and Reuters is asking about dealing with Kim Jong-un. And Trump says because he scored the highest on tests, or on test yeah, on tests he said, I scored the highest on tests, that he 's doing a better job with Kim Jong Un than Barack Obama and George W. Bush, who I, I guess he 's suggesting here didn 't score as well. On their cognitive test during their he's <laughs> physical, he's a seven-year-old.
0: He is a seven-year-old and a seventy-year-old man's body. I've, I mean, look,
1: I could tell the difference between a rhino and a camel. That makes me better than Barack Obama. Did Barack? Right, o- could right. Barack Obama find a camel? Get thirty no. out
0: of thirty on this. <laughs> No way! The wall is the wall. <laughs> Did you see his tweet from this morning where he was like, "He's you know he's mad at John Kelly now." Oh yeah, like livid. Yeah, that about John the wall Kelly went before, and like John Kelly goes before the Democratic, the Hispanic Caucus of the Democratic House members, and is like, you know, those cartel dealers. Those are some sharp businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's I- just like. Ah, oh, it's like I your know. stepdad comes to the room and walks over to your Korean friend and is just like that hey, Kim Jong Il. Yeah, crazy like a fox, huh? We <laughs> haven't even gotten into that yet. I mean, the government—you like, Asians are so inscrutable. You're like, stop it. I know. Yeah. I mean, uh, the
1: government might actually shut down tomorrow, so we might actually uh, talk about that a little bit coming up here. But let's let's take uh, one last it break.
0: Won't, it won't. It won't. It won't. I'm going to go ahead and put my chip out here. But okay. You remember, I predicted that he would resign by the end of the summer, so you know that I am the world's worst psychologist. Oh, you
1: know what? There's some news on that, too. I want to get to resignation news right after these words.
2: (laughs) You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com.
1: Bob Seska.
0: This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Yes, it is. Welcome back. Um, So there's lots of rumors going around that Trump might be gone by March. March. Says says who? That's what says. I know. Says who? (laughs) Says who? Uh, Yeah, a lot of people are saying, actually. Lots of rumors going around. Um, I think, first of all, Let's see, I know uh, Malcolm Nance on uh, Wednesday's mm-hmm. Stephanie Miller show uh, said something to the effect of there are going to be some serious indictments of, like, A-list Trump people in March. That's coming up, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another guy who, uh, this is, uh, he's an historian. Oh, yeah, yeah, American University professor Alan Lichtman, who accurately mm-hmm. has predicted the results of every election since 1984, Uh, and has a book out now called... He was
0: the one that said he was going to win, and everyone was like,
1: ha-ha, you got it wrong for the first time in your
0: life. Yeah, yeah.
1: he was exactly right. But on Morning Joe this morning, Lichtman says, there's a strong case of obstruction of justice as there was against Bill Clinton on a vastly more important matter than a blue dress. Remember, virtually every Republican voted for an obstruction article against Bill Clinton. He believes that... Lichtman believes that Trump is going to be impeached beginning in March in mm-hmm. March. So the Republican blue Congress... Blue dress
0: is not what I thought you were going to say there.
1: <laughs> what, what's that?
0: <laughs> and they, you said, you know, on vastly less, and this is mad, much more important than the matter of a blowjob. <laughs> That's what you were going to say. And I mean, we the- blue dress instead of blowjob. Like, like, oh, sorry, we went to, like... Uh, yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, this
1: would require the Republicans to be intellectually honest and consistent if they were to uh, actually impeach Trump for obstruction of justice. But I believe that uh, the conspiracy charges against Trump, if there are. Uh, are going to be sort of tertiary to the main charges, which will probably be a, a money laundering and obstruction of justice, maybe witness tampering in there somewhere. If any charges come up against Trump, I think the most serious charge is going to be along the lines, or the most meaty charge, the most, the charge most likely to get Trump impeached will be obstruction of justice or money laundering, because these are obviously serious things. Uh, and it, it gives kind of Trump a way to at least say, oh, there was no collusion. Even though, I mean, because they keep going back to the idea that there's some law about collusion. Well, collusion is just the colloquial term for conspiracy. It's his new homo. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's just, you know, it's like his frat away. They said this on SNL and we can update. They're like, you know, you guys want to, I went and saw this Russian guy the other night. We were going to hang out. No collusion. No collusion. You know, like, this is reflexive, like, you know, no homo thing. Like, he just.
1: Yeah. He says, uh, he, Trump says no collusion. Like, my. He doesn't Cohen. even know what
0: collusion means. I guarantee that if you ask him to define collusion.
1: Yeah. Well, words. He uh,
0: probably word, thinks it has something to, go ahead.
1: Well, what, what words have no meaning for Trump. That's why. He just, he doesn't know.
0: Well, he only knows 200. So. <laughs> right,
1: right. So meanwhile, uh, Robert Mueller's probe would continue in the event of a government shutdown. So that's some good news. So if the government actually shuts down at the end of the day tomorrow because they can't. The Republicans can't come up a deal, with a deal among themselves. This And right. then Trump flummoxed everything with his tweeting this morning, almost sent everything into chaos as far as uh, coming up with a continuing resolution to fund the government uh, by the end of the day tomorrow. And so... What they're going to try to do and what they have been doing is blaming the Democrats for for a government shutdown, which is just confounding because, of course, as we know, the Democrats control nothing in Washington at this point.
0: Nothing. And just the whole like he was just like, I just don't know we're going to have to, you know, how we're going to be able to save DACA. And it's like, dude, DACA wouldn't even be in trouble
1: if it wasn't for you.
0: Exactly. uh, Just if you want to what the shit you did. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus oh, it's just uh, Christ. It's, all right, so I mean, it's, it's just the things that are happening, some of them, just in terms of like people who are getting appointed to judgeships that are going to be for life, and I don't know. I mean I one of the things that you know, like developing regimes or are like what we continue to consider to be you know backward kind of authoritarian republics do when the, a new person comes in is just like rip out and undo everything the person did before them. Yeah, but I think there may be a call for that yeah. um. I wonder if there's any way to get Gorsuch off the bench.
1: Well, you know what would be great, David? I had this uh I came up with this idea uh last night and it may have had some uh <laughs> something to do with some substances. Uh b- but here's the thing. You know when uh Lance Armstrong was stripped of his Tour de France victories, the 7 in a row from 1999 to 2005, uh mm-hmm. they didn't announce a new winner. In all of those races. In fact, what the Tour de France organizers have done is they've made it so that there is no winner between 1999 and 2005 in those seven races. There is no official winner of any of those races since they stripped Lance Armstrong of those victories. So what they ought to do when Trump gets impeached, they should just they should make it so that there isn't any president listed as as number 45 and they just move on to the next president like they put an asterisk next to trump to say okay well he was president but he wasn't really president because russia he got all this help from russia and he was impeached because of it and there was all these nefarious things going on which allowed him to win the election whether it was tampering or uh, voter suppression or what have you and they just make it so that like he is erased from history like that I mean to me that'll mm-hmm. obviously it'll never happen. that'll never ever <laughs> ever, ever happen and a,
0: it will never leave our collective consciousness and it will never leave the people of Puerto Rico
1: yeah, I mean, that was it was um, just a thought that I had in uh, in California yeah. where there's legal weed now, so that was the, I think that compl- <laughs> contributed to my idea but i mean wouldn't that be great though if that was actually the case because i mean here we have a president who is actively trying to erase the achievements of the previous president donald trump's entire mo right now is to make it so that there was basically no obama presidency like roll back everything obama did so that it's just he's erased from history
0: it's just like a gorilla thing it's like he has to go around and pee on everything (laughs) You know, like, I mean, it really is so – I mean, his motivations to me, are really like – you know, it's somewhere between, like, a junkie Mm -hmm. because he's got this, like, you know, drug-like need for attention and the, like, just a – like I said, a neurotic Jack Russell Terrier and, like, an ape
1: (laughs) and a seven-year-old.
0: It's just, like – Ugh. Yeah,
1: it's a, well, cats do that too. You know, cats come into a into a new house, and if there's existing cats, that the new cat wants to go around and pee every place where the other cats uh might go. So those, so so the new cat is exerting his influence over the other cats just by peeing everywhere.
0: And that's that's no, sort I'm of like I've what Donald Trump that. is doing. You just show them where the box is, you know.
1: <laughs> well, you're lucky. If that's the case for you, then you're very very. Yeah, I've got really
0: really obedient cats actually it's kind of embarrassing oh well yeah screw you indulged to the point that they're like (laughs) kind of like tiny humans that actually run the house yeah that's exactly
1: Um, right that's that's the that's the the way it normally is with, with most cats they think they run the show uh, okay, so back to back to uh, stupid Watergate here. Russia uh, apparently funneled money through the NRA to help Trump's campaign. This is the, <laughs> this is the, the latest thing. Uh,
0: is there just anywhere that Dana Lesh shows up that isn't just, like, already just poisoned? Like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, this is, I mean, this is McClatchy reporting this. And-
0: I know, I know. It's, it is real, and it's terrifying, and it's, yeah, it's the NRA, but it's just, like, we every time we, like, throw over a big slimy rock yeah there's dana lesh right right
1: (laughs) okay so uh the headline here from mcclatchy fbi investigating whether russian money went to nra to help trump and uh and again it's it's not that difficult to follow the money in all of this and that's where it's kind of cliche to say that but that's where that's how we get to most of these conclusions you just follow the money through and apparently what's happening is is that uh, Russian money was funneled through the NRA, and then uh, the NRA used that money to push the Trump campaign forward. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out as time goes on more and more similar stories, where uh, either Russian Russian money is going to the Republican Party.
0: Uh, that's, I think when the lid comes off, we're gonna it's going to be like that cancer patient that they go to operate on, and they're like, oh, no, no, this is everywhere. You <laughs> know, just sew them back up and just let yeah, them die. Yeah, Because it's, I, I really feel like, and this to me, it's, it's what's so horrifying is, you know, these are the people who have been lecturing Democrats and progressives about patriotism for a uh-huh. hundred fucking years. Yeah. You know, just always, uh, you know, like, you're unpatriotic, you're a fifth column, you're blah, 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 blah. And then, the first opportunity that comes along to make common cause with a hostile foreign power. to win an election, they're like, ooh, let me roll over and scratch your tummy. You know, it's just like, oh, they just can't get in there fast <laughs> enough. Like, please give us more money, and we'll yeah. do evil things just if you want, because it'll hurt.
1: Well, you I mean, know?
0: right, yeah, yeah.
1: And then on, on top of all of that money that we're talking about, th- this, there's a new article in BuzzFeed, David, that says uh, investigators are scrutinizing newly uncovered payments by the Russian embassy, U.S. authorities are pouring over hundreds of newly uncovered payments from Russian diplomatic accounts. Among them are transactions by former ambassador Sergei Kislyak, one of the, oh, one of the many uh, Sergeys,
0: right? One of the, the Dick the, Tracy uh, villain.
1: Yeah, the, one of the thousand Sergeys in this story. Ten days after the 2016 president, presidential election and a blocked $150,000 cash withdrawal five days after the inauguration. These are interestingly <laughs> timed. The transactions reveal... One of the people at the center of the investigation, the former U.S. Uh, Russian ambassador to the U.S., Sergei Kislyak, received one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Interesting, it's very similar to the amount paid to uh, Stormy
0: Daniels. Stormy Daniels, do you think yeah. she had? Do you think that Kislyak had sex with Trump? <laughs>
1: or yeah, had, yeah, that could be Trump they, and Kislyak. They actually
0: do an oh, a white man kind of this subspecies mating ritual where they rub waddles together.
1: <laughs> God, that's so sick. <laughs> and and of course, neither used a condom.
0: Mm. Uh, how do you get a condom on a bit? I don't know, just a flap of like, <laughs> 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 no, like Derek I mean
1: um, flap. not
0: Derek Pasco, Kislyak to me. It's just like the most terrifying looking person ever. I mean you could yeah. not ask for a more Dick Tracy villain, cartoonishly evil looking motherfucker <laughs> with that. I mean, it's like the whole, just the tiny chin and the huge fold of flesh coming out from underneath and the yeah. baby doll head. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, who designed you? <laughs> that's like, right. Oh God. This is like eraser head material. Here. Right. And, and he's,
1: like, he's got three C-3PO standing behind him to translate. You know, that's
0: <laughs> that's Kisly. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but
1: by the way, bankers bankers flagged it uh, to the U.S. government as suspicious, in part because the transaction marked payroll didn't fit prior pay patterns. Then five days after Trump's inauguration, someone attempted to withdraw $150,000 in cash from the embassy's account, but the embassy bank blocked it. Bank employees reported the attempted transactions to the U.S. government because it was abnormal activity for that account. Then from March 8th till April 7th, 2014, Bankers flagged nearly 30 checks for a total of about $370,000 to embassy, embassy employees who cashed the checks as soon as they received them, making it virtually impossible to trace where the money went. Bank officials noted that the employees had not received similar payments in the past and that transactions surrounded the date of a critical referendum on whether parts of, a, parts of Crimea should secede from Ukraine and join Russia. Interesting timing there.
0: What's his name? Mark, uh, uh, the attorney that kind of dropped out of sight after he Mark Kazowitz, that was Kazowitz. Remember yeah. the in, in Fire and Fury, it says Kazowitz paid off hundreds of women. Yeah. Um, uh, who said, uh, you know, or he said it was like 100 women. It's what And so, okay, I mean, right. you said, like you said, that's a very symmetrical amount, the 150000 yeah. Uh the With the Stormy Daniels thing, I wondered, like, if that wasn't one of the sources they were using to get money to, like, pay these women off.
1: Jesus, yeah. I mean, they, I, mean, they, just,
0: I mean, the math, I mean, the timing is about right for, like, you know, five days before the election, five days after the election, cashier's checks, you know, like, drop this money here, move it over there, cash it, hand it out, you know, right, you know, put it in this person's mm-hmm. account, into Michael Cohen's account. Yeah. You know, um,
1: Well, I I think we're going to find out eventually, and this is just a crazy theory that I have, which is that a lot of Trump's campaign cash came from Russia. I mean, that, this is just something that kind of makes sense when you think about it. A
0: lot it. of the Republicans came in, you, there's, I'll send you a link to a Raw Story article we had that was actually something from one of the wires about how uh, the Republicans – Putin has a network of Americanized like people living as you know, taxpaying contributors or legal contributors in America. They like live in America, are citizens, and they they can legally contribute to campaigns, yeah, um that's like f- pumping millions of dollars into the republican party
1: well right. and And remember too, that Trump famously didn't spend a lot of big donor money early on his campaign. So where did all that money come from? Certainly not from Trump's own pocket. I don't think Trump has nearly as much money as he says he has. I think he's deeply in debt, in fact, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he spent a lot of his own money on that campaign. Trump. I mean, that's the main thing is Trump never spends any of his own money on anything. He's notoriously cheap. I mean, just look, I mean, he buys just for men off the shelf. so
0: he's got he, this it's is, ridiculous. No, it's, yeah. I mean, he really is like that old crank at the drugstore that you were trying to avoid. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. He's like paying in pennies and.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, and meanwhile, <laughs> uh, FBI agents visited ba- Steve Bannon's house. It wasn't a pre dawn raid, but it was pretty close. <laughs> FBI agents showed up at Steve Bannon's Washington home last week, intent on serving him with a subpoena to appear before a grand jury investigating the uh, the Russia thing. The agents were unaware I'm off of the time. plot.
0: Can you break down for me the last 24 hours of oh. what happened and who he talked to? Cuz like he talked, yes. he didn't speak to the Senate or House. He didn't speak to the Grand Jury. He spoke to investigators privately. It's really Mueller's it's offices, re-
1: yes. Yeah, it's really murky. Here's here's what's but here's by
0: phone he's talking to the president.
1: Yeah, here's what we know so far. I mean, uh, there there was a report by NBC News and in fact Rachel Maddow talked about this last night. There's a report yesterday by NBC News that said that the reason Mueller subpoenaed Bannon is to get first dibs at Bannon so that the
0: right. Trump so loyalists the, the, in the house and the Congress, especially Devin Nunes can get hold of all that information. Exactly like right. Exactly
1: right. But meanwhile, Bannon was refusing to answer those questions and so they slapped a subpoena on him Where? Okay, during wait. the he testimony was refusing
0: to answer those questions. To the investigators or to Congress, to Congress,
1: to the House Intelligence Committee. So right in the middle of that, he was refusing to answer. That's when he got his
0: Mueller subpoena.
1: Right. He was only willing to answer questions up to, I believe, Election Day, but he was refusing to answer any questions about the transition or the actual uh, Trump presidency Mm. about that Mm. time post inauguration. And so they slapped him with a subpoena to respond there. And there, there is a theory going around, and I think this has been furthered by NBC News, is that one of the reasons for that subpoena is, to, is for Congress to exert its influence over receiving as much detail from Steve Bannon before he gives it to Mueller. So I'm seeing this Bannon situation as being the first real indication of an impending constitutional crisis because then we get the next wrinkle to all of this which is that Donald Trump hins- himself may have been coaching or gagging in in <laughs> sorry
0: that's what I mean. Sorry that's, about that. That's image. Where I'm, this is where I've lost the thread because I thought that I mean, is he still on good terms with the president, or is the president determined to destroy him? And why does he have the same lawyer as the White House Counsel?
1: Yeah, he's got the same like, lawyer as Lawrence Priebus and and yeah, and as Don McGahn. They both they all share the same lawyer, which is just this is all really really murky, and we, and we don't really have a firm sense of what went on in that House Intelligence Committee. Uh, testimony the other day because of course it was a closed testimony then what happened Adam Schiff went on Rachel Maddow last night and Adam Schiff sits on the House Intelligence Committee and said right. something to the effect of well uh, you know basically what we heard coming out of Tuesday which is that Bannon wouldn't answer any questions so the committee slapped a subpoena on him in real time compelling him to answer those questions he still refused they recessed and they're going to allegedly readjourn adjourn today but I don't know if that's even going to happen Meanwhile, we found out today that or we found out the other day that uh, Bannon and his counsel was communicating with the White House during the testimony and finding out what questions they can answer and which they can. not And the White House, specifically John Kelly, said that, no, none of that was going on. And by the way, we didn't exert executive privilege over this. So it's mm-hmm. it's all very shady and it just it reeks of Witness tampering by Donald Trump himself, obstruction by Donald Trump himself.
0: How is that legal? I mean, if you're like, if you're the, if you're Don McGann, you have like the phone on your ear, like as the White House chief counsel, and then like take it off that ear and put it on the other ear, and now you're speaking as like. Yeah. You know, you're.
1: Yeah, know, like, like you're actually representing both the White House counsel and the person being questioned. So it's like Rachel was doing the thing last night where talking, yeah, as you were just saying, talking into <laughs> one side of the phone and talking to Steve Bannon and then switching hands and putting the phone up to the other ear and going, oh, yes, Steve Bannon, you can say this. And then handing the phone back over to the other side of the ear and going, oh, yeah, well.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. You know, this explains Todd Cobb's mustache, actually. I bet he just like. <laughs> he puts it on and he's like, I am speaking as Tacon. Yeah. And he like takes it away and he's like other ear, no mustache. Yeah.
1: Well, but I I also feel like David, I feel like we're getting close to the answer for why so many Trump officials have refused to answer congressional questions in these various hearings. I know Jeff Sessions, for example, famously would refuse to answer any questions and and, and members of Congress, members of the Senate, they end up asking Jeff said, well, do you have are you exerting executive pri- or did the White House exert executive privilege here? And he would go, no, I well, No, he would say, I can't even answer that. He would refuse to even answer right. that. So it sounds like what's happening here is they're stonewalling. But it might be because the Republicans, which control all of these committees, are allowing them to do that. And right. I think that was part of Adam Schiff's complaint on Maddow last night, is that the Republicans were letting these guys get away with murder, where they would be slapped with contempt of Congress and all kinds of things if there weren't Republicans uh, controlling
0: those committees. So- it sets a really bad precedent for future congressional investigations. Yeah. I mean, just like in terms of just the integrity of the process and just how damaged it is now and how it just seems like you can be a partisan and just be like, if you're party is in the majority and you don't want to know what the witness actually knows, you can just, okay, that's fine. You don't want to answer that. Have a nice day.
1: Well, I mean, it just seems to me ultimately that this is a major indication of Trump's guilt. I mean, the fact that the White House is going through such great lengths to prevent Steve Bannon from actually answering questions uh, before Congress, at the very least, shows that, you know, because if they were really interested in getting the whole truth out there, they would just let Steve Bannon tell the truth. And then, of course, that would exonerate them, wouldn't it? Because they've done nothing wrong. Right. right. But that's not yeah. happening. They're trying to that's... keep him from talking. And you know what? It's not going to work when he goes in and talks to Mueller. They can't tell uh, uh, Steve Bannon. What he can and can't answer in front of Mueller, because we have, you know, a grand jury in place, we have subpoenas in place, and so on. And there are different rules when it when it comes to testifying before a grand jury than there are when you're testifying before a closed session in the uh, in this case in the House Intelligence Committee. So it's all it's all very twisty and weird. Uh, I know right before we started the show, Kimberly Johnson comes running in and says, "Oh, there's a t pain." Uh, that's a, on Twitter a T Pain USA thread about where he's kind of theorizing how all of these things connect up and and somehow make sense. Um, at least he explains here, and I you know again T I don't know who the hell Team Pain is, so I have no idea mm-hmm. if he's legitimate or what. But he it's said. Funny. He er- yeah, he said mini thread on Bannon testimony. We heard two different schools of thought on Bannon's testimony yesterday. A, the White House instructed Bannon to limit his testimony, and B, Mueller instructed Bannon to limit his testimony. Two, what T. Payne believes is that we witnessed something a little deeper that gives both observations merit. Three, T. Uh, believes Bannon is fully cooperating with Bob Mueller's team, and he that be, Bannon he not to. Yeah, and that Bannon uh, was indeed in touch with the White House yesterday. Four, Bannon was actually contacting the White House to collect phone and text messages that would bolster Mueller's obstruction of justice case against Trump. Uh, Number five, we learned that uh, Trump personally instructed Bannon to keep quiet about the key testimony. Mueller appeared to Trump, appealed to Trump's pride and arrogance in this clever little gambit. Six, believing Bannon was being a good soldier, trying to work his way back into his good graces. Trump foolishly gave Bannon Mueller more juicy evidence that will result in his impeachment for obstruction. Number seven, a top-notch interrogator like Mueller knows how to play a man's weaknesses to his advantage. Trump's pride, once again, got the best of him, and he played right into Mueller's hand, and that was the the end of that thread. So I don't know if that gets us anywhere (laughs) close to being clear on what exactly is going on in there? It's I don't persuasive. know. It's just a theory. It's very
0: persuasive. Yeah,
1: but we'll you know we'll see. The thing about
0: Trump, you know, Mister, you're fired, is that he never fires anybody, no matter how egregiously bad they are. Oh, I know. Or how badly they screw up. I know. I know. I mean, willing to have Scaramucci back into the White House to talk about anything after that cluster? Uh, yeah, like.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, and uh, you know all of this, David. Y- y- just. It just snowballs, and it's so difficult to keep up with every last detail that's going on. And this is, I mean, we could have spent the entire show talking about nothing but the Bannon aspect of the Russia investigation. And uh, because it's so detailed, it's so twisted. Meanwhile, I mean, Bannon admitted that he had conversations with Ryan's Priebus, Sean Spicer, and uh, legal spokesman Mark Corralo about Don Jr.'s infamous meeting with the Russians in Trump Tower in June 2016.
0: So, I think we may have figured something out <clears throat> with this hundred fifty thousand dollars deal. I what's think that? that, well, it just sounds like there is a bunch of women they had to pay off very quickly, and that's where all that money is flying around at the embassy. Could be. And Kislyak trying to take it out of the ATM. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the embassy bank being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, you know um, what? It just that's as
1: good a theory as any. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that's something that we may end up actually hearing about. Like all that money went to. Uh, Trump's various mistresses for hun- hush money.
0: Yeah. Jesus
1: Christ. Can you imagine if Russia's paying Trump's mistresses hush money?
0: Through- stick a pin Jesus. in this, as Rachel would say. I think yeah. we may have hit something.
1: Well, we'll get into it a little bit more during the post-mortem show that's coming up next. Meanwhile, I'll do some that's plugs here. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, some plugs here in the meantime. Buzz Burbank is found at buzzburbank.com and at Michael J. Elston. You can find, uh, oh, David Ferguson. I know that guy. <laughs> You can find him Compromat at Compromat uh, Band. Com- on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Compromat Band and at T Rex on Twitter. Yes, ja- I- Jackie Schechner can be found at investigaterussia.org and at Jackie Schechner, That's S-C-H-E-C-H-N-E-R. Jody Hamilton's at From The Dash and From the Bunker Junior on Twitter. Kimberly Johnson's at patreon.com slash start me up. That's her podcast with Steph Walton. And I produce that show, by the way. She's on Twitter at AuthorKimberly. Oh, and don't forget to listen to the show at littlegreenfootballs.com, one of our affiliates that's at Greenfootballs. Thanks to uh, Charles Johnson for that. Postmortem show coming up next with David Ferguson. We're going to keep it short because we're way long today in the free show, but we'll see you over there, folks, at our Patreon page. Take care. Bye-bye.
2: Ha 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 ha!